Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Man, guys, I'm telling you what, we are, I've gotten more testimonies about this series of honor. Man, Wednesday night, um, I, I shot some stuff with uh, Dr. Rob this week, and uh, we're going to play it Wednesday night. It was pow- one of the most powerful um, interviews I think I've ever done because you, honor isn't something that you talk about. Honor is something you live. And man, I'll tell you what, it was powerful. Don't miss Wednesday. Um, but be here today. I-, I want you to understand honor is so important, and there is such an un- unbiblical terminology being released. It's antichrist. Um, dishonor is antichrist. The spirit of antichrist is running rampant in America right now because of dishonor. There's no doubt in my mind. You know, it's funny. I was, I was saying something. I was talking about the, the weight of what you say. I, this season of what I'm saying, I know what I'm saying is probably in its weightiest season it's ever been said before. It's very important that you hear me. Because whether we want to believe it or not, we are going to be examined by the word of God. And if you don't know it, you're still accountable for it. It doesn't exempt us because we didn't know. Ignorance is not an exemption. Does that make sense? Ignorance is not an exemption. That's why someone has to come and tell you the truth at the cost of maybe not challenging you, but enlightening you to make a decision for your own life because i've figured out some little things about this honor is a road that many people do not travel they don't travel there it becomes uncomfortable because you're not going to be able to have a voice and in this social media generation that we live in everybody thinks they have a right to have a voice as far as i'm concerned that's a little foolish Because everybody has a right to say something, but not everybody should be talking. And understand what I mean by that. You got to be careful what road you're on in life. The honor road is the road where we need to be, especially, I've never probably maybe been more timely with a message, because if you're not careful, you will slip into dishonorable positions, because we do not understand God's biblical authority. Now, a lot of people might say, well, you know, we've seen um, misuse of authority, misuse of honor. That doesn't mean the system's out of order. Does that make sense? If someone, it's like saying this, if someone does something wrong, does it mean the system is broken? The individual might not be properly walking in the character that they need. Is, is that kind of making clarity? Because what you start understanding is this, is that God doesn't change his system. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, if I come in and grossly misuse God's system, then that's on me. That's not on God. That doesn't mean we get rid of God's system. David is serving Saul, and Saul is basically demonized, and David serves him honorably to the point where David wouldn't even open his mouth against him. Now, I'm telling you, you say, that's extreme. That's the Bible. That's not extreme. 
Now, we love exemption. When exemption for everybody usually becomes the tipping scale when their character is challenged the most. This is challenging my character, so I'm tipping. I don't want to be in this anymore. Well, guess what? Your character, my character, and my mindsets, and your mind, we're all going to get a character checkup. So I want to read the Word of God to you. You can make your own opinions about what you see and understand, but I think it's very important. We started in Romans 13.1 in the Amplified. I want to kind of go back there because God gave us delegated authority, but I want to read this again because I think Romans 13.1 in the Amplified Bible reads very well. You could read it also, and I think it's powerful in the message. Go home and read a couple places, but for time's sake, I'm going to use one. I'm going to use Romans 13.1 in the Amplified Bible. It says, let every person be loyally subject to governing civil authorities. Now, when you hear that, that gets people a little bit like, whoa, what do you mean governing civil authorities? That means every authority you see, what if it's, what if it's unfair authority? Well, guess what? All authority came from God. Now, now, the only place we pull out of this is where, the, now listen now, this is where the rubber meets the road, is when the, the things get outside of the word of God so far, now, you got to be careful with this. What do I mean by that? Well, if somebody's like, hey, man, you can't come in this building and preach about Jesus, well, obviously, I'm going to make a stand in certain areas like that. But here's what we're talking about. If I decide to go out there and the law says you could drive 70, guess what? You drive 70. There are certain things that don't take a genius to, 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 uh, to pull this thing off. You just understand that I am a, under authority because we walk in authority. Okay, there is no authority except from God. Now, you better get that right there. For by his permission, his sanction, and those that exist, exist so by God's appointment. Now that, you might say, but why would God have certain, well, God doesn't put anything um, in motion that people really haven't desired. And that's really, that's, we're going to talk about it, all right? So what do you mean by that? Well, guess what? The people get their leader. The people get their decisions kind of, um, their focus comes out. Because you'll see this. Therefore, he who resists and sets himself against the authorities resists what God has appointed and arranged. Now, you got to ask yourself, you got a Moses walking with a Pharaoh. Pharaoh's not easy, but how many of you know when Moses came to God and said, hey, he said, he ain't going to do it, but go to him anyway. What are you trying to say? God holds it all in his hand. Now, some seasons of life, it might, you might not understand why the season of life is the way it is, but everything is working for you to grow and develop in the things of God. Now, this is important. Some unfair treatment comes. A point in range in divine life. And those who resist bring judgment upon themselves, receiving the penalty due them. Now, that means if I push against the authority, I get the fallout, nobody else. Now, now listen to that. It's very important. Now, you're going to say, well, this is not the standard of this. This isn't the, I'm going to explain something to you. This isn't the standard of the church. The church is backed up. The church, the church, the church doesn't talk like this. The church doesn't talk like this because the church is backed off this thing because it makes you make a choice. This is the Bible. There's no way around it. So I'm going to speak in, as a representation of God's global church. I'm allowed to. Apostolic in its re release. What do you mean by that? 
Have you elevated yourself? I've elevated myself to say what the word of God says. You better believe it. Now, this isn't going to be popular demand because you're going to, this message is going to be cloudy because the body of Christ is cloudy right now. It's talking 70 different things, but I don't need you to talk. I need to hear what the Bible says. So look what it says. For civil authorities are not a terror to people of good conduct. So do you see that right there? That means when I look into the earth, now listen, I'm not talking about steal, kill, and destroy. We understand that's the devil. Please hear the word of God. What this means is this. I have to figure out my posture in the earth. What does that mean? You could you can get off the rail with anything you choose to, but I have to keep the posture and character of the God person that I need to be in the earth. So this is important. Civil authorities are not a terror to people of good conduct. So that means usually when I see this, it's an exposure of conduct, but to those of bad behavior. So what happens is rebellion, dishonor is the revealer of the rebellious. You better write that down. Dishonor is the revealer of the rebellious. What does that mean? When you start seeing yourself becoming dishonorable, you are starting to reveal the rebellion that is in you internally. You understand that? What do you mean there's rebellion in me? We are rebelling against the, uh, uh, listen to me, we are rebelling against the authority and it is revealing the dishonor. And how do you see that? You see it with kids all the time. I'm, you know what I mean? You remember, like, like you know, you feel like, um, you know, I'm standing up, but I'm sitting down on the inside. You know, stand up, Johnny, and he don't want to stand up. And he's like, I'm standing up, but on the inside, I'm sitting down. That is a dishonorable position that you've placed yourself in. Then do what is right. Now, watch this. What you have dread, then do what is right. Dishonor reveals the rebellion. Now, listen, man. Now, this is what happens here. And you got to understand this. Civil authority starts right here. Civil authority starts with everything in the city. That's the fireman. Like today, I, this morning, coming to church, right? I can't even believe this. The fire truck lights go off. People, man, guess what? When that fire truck lights goes off, pull over. These people are ridiculous in this day. You, what do you mean? Well, somebody's life might be on the line. Pull over. You know, we, we honor what these guys are doing. We, we understand the law has said what? This. We understand our firemen, our policemen, our, our, our judicial systems, all these authorities that have been put in the earth. Let me tell you, I'm watching videos, like you're watching videos, of, of, of police officers being disrespected to the point where you go, that's dishonorable. There's no other way around it. We understand there's cause and effect of people having doing things that are wrong. Now listen, if I decide to do something wrong, I receive the penalty for the wrong I've done. That's, that's, that's not what we're saying. You understand what I'm saying? If I, as an adult, decide to do an action, their actions of life have reaction. That's the truth. Some people make mistakes. You pay for your mistakes. We understand that. That's beyond it. But here's what I'm saying. As a country... And as a world, we're becoming dishonorable to the elderly. We're becoming dishonorable to uh, officials. We're becoming dishonorable to people that we should place honor upon because the Bible says you're supposed to. Now you could say, well, I don't want to. You don't have to. I'm not making you do anything, but I am telling you this. If you want the reward of honor, you are going to have to understand the position and posture of honor in the earth. Now, why do you say this? And it was funny. I was talking about this, and when I was talking about it, I caught it. I am standing in the seasons of life 
that I'm standing in today because of honoring. Because I watched, I watched, I watched guys. I went to Ramah and I watched Brother Hagen. And I watched the level of honor. I remember being a Bible school student. And, and you know, Keith Moore's, Brother Moore is a great minister. And I'll never forget, we were first year Bible school students. And walked in that room. And Brother Hagen came in the room. Brother, Brother Moore stood there, and Brother Hagen left. And then one day he filled in for his class. He said, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to admonish you in an area. He said these words, and I'll never forget them as long as I live. He said, if the President of the United States walked in this building, you would stand on your feet, would you not? That's what came out of his mouth in class. And we were all like kids, you know, 20-something years old. I said, yes, yeah, thinking, yeah, we would. He said, when Kenneth Hagen walks in this room, you stand on your feet. And when he walks to this pulpit, you stand on your feet. I've been saying this for a decade. Blessed be the man that comes in the name of the Lord. I don't care, man or woman stands in this pulpit, you stand to your feet. You lift your hands to heaven and you thank God for this gift that God has sent to minister to us. We've lost it. We, got, we, we, we treat our pastor like he's my pal. He's not, shouldn't be. Now you could be friends, but you understand. If you, I had a buddy, one time I was, I was serving a ministry, and the Lord said this to me. He said, what anointing do you want on your life? You want the buddy anointing, or you want the man of God anointing? We don't talk like this. We've dumbed down Christianity in the earth to get congregations of assembly to come together. We've had multitudes, we've had them a mile wide, and we go an inch deep. We need to go miles deep and an inch wide. We've, we've gotten to a place where America's at a crossroad to save the heritage of Christianity, and I'm not blaming nobody because maybe we didn't know, but I know enough to tell you the truth. This is where we're at. The Bible says double honor should be in the house of the Lord. The Bible says, so what does honor mean? Honor means to esteem. We should, we should be careful. You should cringe before you open your mouth about civil authorities. You should cringe before you would speak about men and women of God. That's the Bible. I'm telling you right here now. You should be cautious about what comes out of your mouth about what God has appointed. You know, there's a story in the Bible where they rose up against Moses. They were speaking against Moses, Moses' decision-making. They literally came at the decisions that Moses were making, and literally the ground swallowed them up because they challenged Moses' decision-making. And every time you challenge what God has appointed, you're telling God what you chose isn't good enough for me. That's exactly what's taking place. Moses said, I want to do this. And they rose up in almost like a horror to challenge him. Now, listen, listen, I understand. Some guys go off the rail. I understand that. And we're not asking you to jeopardize something. But how do you handle unfair treatment? How do you go with the flow when it's not what I want to go with? See, Christianity is easy until our character starts getting challenged, until our seasons of life start getting And it, it, this stuff should begin in the church, and then the church should teach the world, because the world, that thing's lawless. It's disgusting. What, I, don't even, I don't even need to watch the news. I ain't about, and this is not me preaching my pet peeve thing coming here. I told you, no. I heard from heaven. God said, I want you to stand in the posture of honor, and I want you to teach my people to stand in the posture of honor. And that's that. So this is what you're getting. I can't even watch the news. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace what, what people are allowing, other, how other people are being treated, and how other people are speaking of it. You know, let me tell you something about honor. Honor goes all the way around. Honor isn't just up. Honor goes down. 
You should honor, honor men and women. It doesn't make a difference what or what's going on here. It's, it's, it, we're, becoming, we're becoming almost inhumane in the, char- in the character and the conduct that we keep towards one another, and it's disgusting. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's okay. It's not okay. And the church should look better than this. You should be God's representation in the earth. And that's the truth. And listen, the Bible speaks of double honor. But I want to read this to you. For, look at verse, uh, Romans 13. We're still in verse 4. For he is God's servant for your good. Who is? Who is? The civil authorities I put in your place for you. He is God's servant for your good. But I'm, I, what? Look at all this stuff. No, 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 no. The good is this. You're going to grow. You, look, you think every authority that's come in this earth I was happy with? No, but it taught me what? You better, not, you better not get out of posture. You better be praying for the man. You're seeing stuff right now. I just got a report the other day. One of, one, some of, our, some of, our, some of our, our, our presidents, immoralities and, fault and flaws. You've seen it. Don't sit there like you're clowning. You're not. You know. I, I pray. You pray. And you stand and you, and, you, and you have mercy and you forgive. And come on, guys. This is what Christianity looks like. We can't even do this for people afar. Are we going to start doing this for people in the congregation? We should. He's a servant for good. But if you do wrong, you should dread him and be afraid. For he does not bear and wear the sword for nothing. He is God's servant to execute wrath, punishment, vengeance on the wrongdoer. This doesn't sound great. I don't want any of that on me. Therefore, one must be subject not only to avoid God's wrath and escape punishment, but also that the matter of principle and for the sake of conscience. Man, oh man. For the same reason you pay taxes for the civil authorities are official servants under God. Civil authorities are official servants under God. Did I read my Bible right? Is that what the Bible says? Is that what it says? Then that's what God meant. That's the end of it. This antichrist spirit in the earth has tried to creep into church. It's crept into some preacher's heads, and it's time to get out of this. This is the Bible. Did I say it? I'm allowed to say it. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not rebuking anybody. I'm just telling you. This is the Bible. You can listen to a bunch of stuff. It's entered the earth, and it's foolishness, and you know it's right. Listen to the word of God and then make your due decision about what you need to do for you and your family because it's important. For this same reason, you pay taxes for an official and official servants under God devoting and attending themselves. Okay, so it's not easy, but here's what we know. Look at 1 Timothy 5.17. 1 Timothy 5.17. I, I gave that in the uh, amplified um, translation. It just helps. The Bible speaks of another group of people who are deserving double honor. That's the leadership of the church. Listen to this one. Let the elders, you see that? Let the elders who perform the duties of their office well be considered doubly worthy of honor. Here we go. Now you're going to get in the church demographic and go, is that what the Bible says? Well, what if my church leader went whack, whack, wild? Well, guess what? They still deserve double honor. You see what I'm saying? You could be in an honorable position but not be in agreement with decisions that have been made. Very important. That's how you grow in character. And of adequate financial support, especially those who labor faithfully in the preaching and the teaching. 
That's really a good one, isn't it? The Bible gives us commands to honor the people that we're supposed to honor. We're supposed to bring honor into the church. We're supposed to bring honor to elders. We're supposed to be honorable. What is honor? Remember we talked about honor is the action. I got a really cool definition for it. Let, let me just give you this thing. It's a good working definition. Honor is the action of setting a person in a place of respect. Honor is an action of setting a person in the place of respect. Privilege and admiration, which proceeds from the heart of moral character and ethical principles. I'm going to read it again. Okay? We live in a society that is stripped respect and understanding of honor from our future generation. That's what we've done. And I'm going to tell you right here now, I think some of it's been by design. I really do. The more the, old, the older I'm getting, the more I'm saying. Everybody, well, we went and educated your kid. They educated your kid with foolishness is what they did. God's honest truth. I'm telling you right here now. Lawlessness, craziness, rebellious, uh, the, the educational system has been designed to be disrespectful and dishonorable. And there is no doubt in my mind. And I'm not saying the teachers. I'm talking about as they get, little kids as it gets higher up. Our, our, our colleges and universities, half this stuff is teaching disrespectful behavior to a generation that come up, and it's time for the church to take its place and preach the respectful behaviors that should have started in the house with mom and dad and should start happening there, but it's time for the church to take its place and take its voice, and you start becoming the person of honor God called you to be. I'm telling you, I'm right, and you know I'm right, but nobody's going to say it, but I'm going to say it. Because you know why? It's the Bible. And I got one person, please, say, oh, did somebody tell you to come here today? Yeah, God. And he gave me a word for you. And then you could take it or leave it, but it's God's honest truth. And I'm not worried about it if you like it or not, because I love you enough to tell you the truth. And that's what this job is all about. You're supposed to tell people the truth. This is the truth. Honor is the action of setting a person in place of respect, privilege, and admiration, which proceeds from a heart of moral character and ethical principles. It's very important because it's connected to authority. Authority is the foundation of God's kingdom, and we are instructed to honor authority. Only this will prove whether our character is genuine or not. That is good stuff. That's what it comes down to. Because who do you honor? Authority. And we got this lawlessness towards authority. How are you going to be a person under authority if you don't listen to authority? You can't get no power without listening to authority. You see what I'm saying? That's that Roman centurion. Remember that guy? What'd he say? He said, I'm a man under authority. Jesus, say the word. I know what this is about. You want it? Who wants authority? I do. But then you got to be honorable. See, that's the problem with this. You want to go and tell the devil what he's going to do. You better, know, you better be in place. Glory be, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to get under authority. Remember that story? You want to see it? I could take you there if you want. I Maybe mean, we should read it. It might help somebody. You know what I mean? If you look at this, because I think it's important because Jesus makes it clear that if you see this thing the way he was talking about it, man, because I'll tell you what, he couldn't do no miracles. Where All right, let me, give you, let me give you one. Let me just give you this. I'll give you this and then I'll give you that. Because I think, uh, I, think, um, I think it's important. How about this one? Let me just go slow. Let me just give you one at a time, okay? And then I'll give, I'll give you these two places. You know, Jesus couldn't do no miracle because of unbelief. All right, let's go slow. Just go over here. Let's go. We'll start over here. They want to know where we're going. We're going. Let's start here. Let's start here. Let's start here. Okay. Let's go to Matthew chapter 8 and verse 5. Is that okay? I'm going to put two stories together, and we'll go real quick, and then you can get this thing. Is that all right? 
Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. This is the Roman centurion. Y'all know this. If you don't know, okay? So we want to be honorable. Everybody say, I'm going to be honorable. You at your house say, I'm going to be honorable. Honor, now write this down. Honor has everything to do with authority. You honor authority. Does that make sense? That's how you get the blessing on your life. And when Jesus, verse 5, you got that beautiful, okay? You can leave there. And when Jesus entered a comparison, it came into him a centurion beseeching him, saying, Lord, my servant lied at home sick of palsy, grievous tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answer said, verse 8, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only. Amen? See that? Maybe you got it amplified. That's fine. Not worthy to fit to have you come under my roof, but only once speak the word and my servant boy will be cured. See that right there? For I, watch verse 9. Here comes the secret. For I also am a man subject to it. Wait a minute. Stop. What do you say? What did the... Jesus said this dude's got greater faith than the disciples that were walking with him. Y'all know the story. How'd this guy get great faith? He was greatly submitted. Everybody wants to tell the devil, go take a hike. You ain't taking it. The devil laughs in your face. He said, How, you know what? You know what? Let me tell you something about the devil. Did, everybody in the church has been given the same level of authority, correct? Biblical spiritual authority, you know what I mean? Cast out devils, heal the sick, raise the dead. How come you don't see it? We don't see it because of two reasons. You ready for it? I'll give it to you. Lack of submission to authority and lack of honor. Could do no mighty work there, save what? Laid hands on a few sick folk. We're going there next. They didn't have no honor for the word, and they didn't have no honor, honor for authority. You want to have power in your life? Go be a man submitted and go be honorable to the word of God. Yeah, devil won't even look for you. He won't even look for you. He'll go running. He'll see you coming one way. He'll run the other way. I'm serious. I'm telling you. In the spirit world, it's called wait. A devil come and show up, man. You tell the devil go fly a kite. Look up there. Put, put, please, put that back up there. That was really good. I like that. Yeah, thank you. For I am, un, I am, he said this, he said, I'm a man under authority having soldiers under me. For I am a man under. You can't get over till you get under. I'm trying to put you over. Come on. What God has put you under so God can take you over. Come on, somebody. You know what I mean? Like, but you got to get under first. I'm, look at this. I'm a man having, I say, under me. And I got, so because I'm under authority, I got people under me. I tell them, go, he goes. Come, he comes. To my servant, do, they do it. Keep going. Watch verse 10. When Jesus heard it, he marveled. He said, man, I have not found so great faith, no, not even in Israel. How did he get great faith? He didn't even know it was the will of God to heal this guy, guys. He didn't even know it was will of God. Well, he heard, and he got great faith because he, he got great faith because he was a hearer. He was a one-time hearer. But he was a man that was under authority for a long time. The greater level of authority you'll have in the earth is based upon the greatest submission you have unto God. The most powerful men and women walking the face of the earth carrying God are the most graded, submitted men and women in the earth to the word of God. You want great power? You've got to have great submission.
I'm telling you, because remember Jesus said it? Ooh, you know you like it. It's true. I'm telling you, man, because I started looking at this, and this got me. Because I, I started asking myself the questions like you did, you know? Because Jesus, Jesus even explains it. He said, listen, he said, man, if you want to be there and this authority thing, you got to be in there. Thing. Remember Jesus said this? How about this one? You block, write this down. You block the flow of the miraculous because of your lack of honor. Woo! Somebody better, somebody better get that. Did you hear that? Did anybody hear that? Did anybody get that in the Holy Ghost? Say, say, say I don't want to block my flow. You block my flow, you got to go. It's true. You, you know where you see that? You ever see this? I'll, I, I'll, I'll really get in this thing. But, man, I'll tell you what, we've, we we got to create a kingdom culture of honor. I'm going to start a culture of honor in the church and everybody connected to me. Everybody connected to me is going to be walking in a brand new set of honor. I'm going to start that, run, I'm gonna start that portal, too. We're going to get you guys going with me. You're going to run with me. Everybody's going to run with me. We're gonna, I'm going to win, too. I ain't going to lose. I'm not losing. We're not losing nothing. We're taking back ground. Because the devil, see, he don't want you to know this stuff. He wants you to run around like the, law, like the lawless church, and then you ain't got no power. See, that's what he wants. That's why it infiltrated it in the church. That's why, guys, you got to be careful, man. You don't want to bite on a message that's, that doesn't really line up with the word of God because you weaken the whole entity. You think the devil's scared of those people? Come on. You know what I'm saying? You think the enemy's, you think you're going to go get all, what, is, what does antichrist mean? You better catch that. Look at Matthew 13, 54. Look at Matthew 13, 54. I'm going to leave you with this. Matthew 13, 54. You know, you know what I'm saying? What does Antichrist mean? It means you ain't down with Christ. You got to be careful that spiritual climate doesn't creep into your house, and now all of a sudden you're creating this weakness. You see what I mean? Like you over there, ah, I'm, you know, you screaming like everybody else, and then you want to have power later on with the word of God. God's like, you didn't even get under the authority to have power. You see how the devil's sneaky? Look, bro, if the devil waited 33 years to get Jesus, he got plenty of time to wait for you. He's a setup artist, man. He's been working. He's been working. Well, you know, just tell everybody, come on in, and all you people just, what is, what's the church going to look like when you start telling people, you cannot just come in and let me tell you how much God loves you, and then you start talking like this, people freak out. Wouldn't you freak out if you came in like that? Thank you. You know what I'm saying? You come in now, I'm like, now you got to obey and listen. Where, oh, my God, I didn't know we had to do that. Yeah, that's exactly what the enemy wants. He wants a weak church. I got news for you. Ain't nothing weak around here, baby. No, I'm serious. I know why I'm here. You know, I read first time. I read this when I first got saved. I've, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil, and so have I. And we don't talk like this in church. What do you mean the devil? Who do you think your opposition is? It ain't people. It's the Antichrist. He got his own message. Man, you better get ready. Look at this. You ready for this? I'm reading it in here because I like it. Got 54? And it came to pass when Jesus finished his parables, he departed whence and was coming to his own country. He taught them in the synagogue, insomuch they were astonished and said, Where does this man get all this wisdom and do these mighty works? You reading that? Is he not? Look at it right here. Is not this the carpenter's son trying to put his human title on his God body? 
They're trying to make him like a human. They're trying to pull him down to their level. He was raising up because God put something on him. That's the problem with people. They're going to try to pull you back to their level. You got When you start rising up, they're going to try to pull you back to their mentality. You start rising up, they're going to try to pull you back to their position. You start rising up, they're going to try to pull you down. Don't let them do it. Ain't that Mary's boy? That's what they're doing. He's the son of God. You know exactly what he did. You guys know exactly what he did. Jesus come back to his hometown, Nazareth. He performed many miracles in the towns he visited. When he come back there, he delivered people that were bound. He healed people that were sick. He fed people that were hungry. He cast out devils. He turned water to wine. He did the miracles. He went forth with power, and he comes home. And they, ain't that Mary's boy taking off what God, his father, put on him? Make him like us. Is that the carpenter's son? Is not his mama called Mary? Isn't his brother James and John? His sisters? And they were offended in him. You better read that. Keep going, 57. They were offended in him. See, that's what happens. You getting offended? That's what the Mark chapter 4 said, come and steal the word, offense. Don't you get offended. Don't you get offended. You better guard your heart. My God in heaven, you people better listen to me. I'm a prophet right now. <laughs> you better guard your heart. You know what I mean by that. Man, you could get angry, mad. Come on, stop. Guard your heart. That's offense. And they were offended in him. You see that? That's the same thing. You read it in Matthew. You can read it in Mark. You can read it in other gospel accounts. We've read it in different versions before. They got offended, and because they got offended, why did they get offended? Who does he think he is? That's what they do with you. Who do you think you are? Why do you think you can have that kind of life? Who said you can have that? Who said you could be this? Why, why do you think you're so special? You better cut it out, man. You better elevate yourself to where God placed you and stop trying to run with the peanut gallery and uh, knuckleheads just trying to label you like they see themselves. Now, listen, that's not mean. You understand what I'm saying? You got people trying to limit you. So, Jesus, they got offended. What do you mean they got offended? They got offended. How'd they get it? Wow. Because it was just because the people's spirit of dishonor on Jesus cut off the miraculous power within them. Oh, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Did you hear what I just said? I'm a little excited right now because I got the preach on me. You see what I'm saying? No, what do you, here, what am, I, what am I saying to you? What are you cutting out of your life because you put a spirit of dishonor in your heart? Look, I'm serious. Man, you ain't messing, these people, they ain't going to mess me up. I'm getting mine. How about you? You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, no, I can justify what I feel. You can justify what you feel all day long. If it don't line up with the word of God, you can't keep it. I love you, but listen to this. Isn't that good? Wow, why? The people, man, can I show you something? And he did not many works there because of their unbelief. You all know that part. But you see how Matthew said they got offended? What they get offended about? The people acquired a spirit of dishonor because of what was placed on Jesus. You see it? You guys got it? Well, what was on them? The anointing. Jesus, the anointed one, the Christ. 
He had the anointing on him. So they try to label him like man and take the anointing off of him. Don't they know the, man, oh, I can preach now. Don't you realize the only thing I can give you from my life is the anointing that God placed on my life. Don't you realize the only thing you can give me is what that anointing God placed on your life. Nobody's, nobody doesn't have it, but the minute I discredit you and disqualify you, I cut off you from speaking into my life. Now, this is different because Jesus is saying, look at me here for a minute. You know, we understand we need to have the honor towards one another in the earth, but this is different. This is the anointing of saving your soul, man. The people's spirit of dishonor cut them off from the miraculous power within Jesus and shut it down. What are you shutting down and cutting off in your life? Because you have a position of dishonor. You put on TV, a lady TV preacher. He, uh, you better hush your mouth. I don't agree with everybody, guys, but I ain't talking about nobody. That's why you never hear me say anything about a person. I just said the church need to wake up. That was I am the church, so you know, wake them up. It's an important verse. It gives us a spiritual principle. What is that? If you want to flow in miracles and deliverance, the principle is this. You better not be dishonorable. It shuts down the flow of God's mighty power. Woo! He said, I can't do no, my, no mighty work there, save I lay my hands on a few sick folk and they got healed. What's that mean? Miracles were shut down because of their dishonor. What miracles are you missing because you're acting dishonorable in a moment? What miracles can God not do in my life, Pastor Chris, because I'm being dishonorable in a moment? Give, giving, if we want to see the mighty work and miracle works of God flow in our lives, we need to make sure we're giving honor to who honor is due. We need to be treating people with respect and reverence. When we criticize, we, we speak about, we speak up against, or we make fun of someone in positions of authority or leadership, we allow this spirit of dishonor to creep into our lives. A spirit of honor will elevate us. A spirit of dishonor will destroy us. Check yourself. Make sure you're making the right things. Do I honor, do I honor where I need to honor? Am I honoring? So I'm just gonna leave you with a couple, you know, a couple little takeaway things here. Do I honor? Here's my question: do I honor people in authority? What's my attitude towards government? What's my attitude towards uh, law? What is my attitude towards my boss? What is my attitude toward people in authority over me? I may not agree. You know what's funny about, uh, you know what's funny? Check this out. You want to know what I started noticing in life? This is really good. This is a good test. So I say, why I got all these people over me? Because you cannot be responsible on your own yet. That'll preach right there. What do you mean? Because you have to qualify in seasons of authority to be less governed by authority. Man, you better be hearing me. I'm preaching right now. I'm taking another five minutes. I'm telling you that right now. Okay? You better get me. I'm in the pocket. What did I just say? When you, uh, who needs the most, think of this, who needs the most guidance in life? A child. Because they're unlearned and taking care of themselves and what they should be touching, what they should be tasting. But as you mature, some of you 60 years old, you got 19 people over you because you're immature. 
Why is everybody at work telling me what to do? You have not qualified to not be told what to do. That's why. You're not ready to be self-governing yet. You're not safe enough for yourself. So why do I got authority in my life? Keep me safe. What's my attitude toward it? That's important. All these people telling me what to do at work. You're not qualified to be on your own yet. That's your fault. Nobody else's. Nobody got to come tell me what to do all day long. Listen, that takes years of training, but you understand what I'm saying? Because when I was told the first time, I listened. Ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. Well, you'll have everybody telling you what to do the rest of your life. What's my attitude towards this now? People in positions of authority over us must be respected and honored. It's going to start at home. It's going to start with your husband. It's going to start with your wife. We don't even talk like this. Got and a bunch of guys want to go in off left field, want honor, but you got to be on. You got to be. You got a position. But there, I'm going to tell you right now. The church teaches this weirdo stuff too. It ain't even balanced. It's not. I'm being serious. I'm being serious. You got a bunch of guys running around like they're supposed to act like women. No, you're supposed to act like men. You understand that? You act like a man. And women are supposed to act like women. And we got all this cloudy craziness going on because we can't even figure out order in the home, let alone why the kids are coming out the way they're coming out. Yeah, I want, I want respect. Yeah, dude, I know. Go get a job. And maybe she'll have some respect. Go make some adjustments. I'm telling you what, I'm going to start preaching five days a week, seven hours a day. I'm serious. You think, okay, I'm going to go build this portal. I'm going to coach you. This thing's so out of whack. And then you got, well, you know, you got to do like this. No, no, you got to do like this. This is what we got to do. This is what we got to eat. This one got to be like, eat it, sleep it, drink it, walk it, talk. I don't even have an opinion. I lost that a long time ago, and I don't want one. This is my opinion right here. If you can get it through this page, I'll believe it. If you can't get it through the book, you staunch. Yeah, I'm staunch. I'm stuck. I'm, 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 I'm literally, you want to know what? I'm brainwashed and I'm untrainable to come outside of the pages of this book because I've seen that world out there and it's crazy and I'm not going in it. You want to go there? You go there. Work too hard to renew my mind. Be open-minded. Don't block the flow of God's power. I'm going to leave you with this. They took honor off of Jesus and they cut themselves off from the miraculous ability within him. I'm going to say it like this. Whatever you take, it's like a coat. Whatever you take off of somebody, whatever you take off of somebody, you cut off from receiving what they have in them for your life. Don't take, don't take it off. Receive it. Somebody's there, like Jesus, they tried to take off that power, take off that anointing, and that anointing was the key to giving them the miraculous things. What position Am I cutting out of my life because of a dishonorable attitude within my heart? I don't want, come on, guys. we got to turn this thing around. Now, listen, we might go through some seasons that aren't easy, maybe even a little bit unfair, but it's okay. It's okay because i got news for you. God is going to make a way. Now, listen, you might be there today, and I want to pray for you, and that's why I want to take an extra minute. You might be there and say, Pastor Chris, man, this series is changing my life. I've been dishonorable. I've been, I've been, I've been dishonorable. I had to repent the first week we did it. I told you I did. You didn't repent? If you didn't repent, you might not be saved. I repented. 
I'm serious, man. You didn't have to repent? I did. Yeah, because, because you, get, you get away from this stuff. You know, you need, a, I, you need a refresher. It's like a refresher, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, like, you know at work they used to do that with you? Like, you got to go back to training. Like, you know, continue, we used to call it continued education seminar. And I was like, what in the world is CES? Continued education seminar. You're going to work CES? Remember we had that? And I was like, CES, what's that? Continued education. And in the summer, everybody come back in and they re-educated us in what we knew. You know what I mean? Guess what? This is, this is CES, this is continued education seminar. I am getting adjusted from the neck up. I am getting an examination of the heart. Come on, man. Somebody's checking my pulse, making sure I'm beating right. I need some help. And so do you. Let me pray for you. If you feel like you've got out of posture in areas of your life, I want to put you back in position. Take this time with me. Let me pray for you today. I'm telling you something's going to change. Father, I just thank you for each and every person listening at the sound of my voice. We're all making adjustments. We're all changing. We're all a work in progress, but thank God we're progressing. I thank you, Lord, for blessing us and keeping us and watching over us and revealing yourself to us and through us. And, Lord, there's some areas of our heart where maybe we've allowed dishonor to come in. We're eradicating it. Maybe there's some areas in our heart we've let some rebellion in. We're eradicating it. Maybe there's some areas in our hearts that we need change. We're pushing it out. And we are thanking you today for examining us. And we repent. If there's areas of our heart, examine us. The Bible says if we judge ourselves, we shall not be judged. Thank you for giving us mercy, grace, and thank you for just giving us some time. Because, man, you know what? Some of us got hurt, and it's okay. We've, li- we've lived in a really hurtful season, man. We lived in a lot. I'm not, guys, listen, I preach it, but I'm, I'm compassionate, man. Hear me. We've lived in a really hurtful season, and I understand some of you got hurt. And you know what? You, gotta, you, got, the, you got the right to get hurt, but you can't allow yourself to get hurt. It's wrong, but you can't pick up a fence. That's what stopped the miracles from happening in their life. Don't let the miracles stop happening in your life. Father, bless them and keep them and watch over them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and everybody said amen. Praise the Lord. Don't forget, today, right after this, 1030, we're back online with you guys. We're praying this storm away. We had had to just kind of take a nice, safe weekend. Don't forget tonight, watch Chris Arno TV. It's going to be great. And Wednesday night, tune in. It's powerful. You're going to love it. Great series with Dr. Rob Thompson. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.